Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 27, New Football Design and Summer Showcases. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you've always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Let's Talk XFL at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. This week we do not have a guest, so I am flying solo. Fortunately, we do have a good amount of XFL developments to cover, so let's get to it. Back on April 19th, XFL head coach Anthony Beck was a guest on WDAE's Ronnie and T-Crash show. The interview wasted no time and dove into his involvement with the XFL. Here is a segment of that discussion. The XFL, owned by The Rock, is back next year. They named a number of head coaches. And joining us right now, near and dear friend of the program, he was named one of the head coaches for the XFL, which is back next year. A good friend, Anthony Beck. 12 years in the NFL, former Buccaneer, joins us here. Anthony, congratulations, buddy! Good morning. What's up, guys? No, thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, a little bit of a career change for me, for sure. Uh, but what a great opportunity, number one. You know, this is something kind of behind the scenes that I've been very passionate about. You know, spring football is something that I've done before with the AAF and um, just really embraced what, that can bring to the table as far as development, developmenting young players and giving them the chance to kind of reach their goals and dreams. And when you can see those kind of things happen for those guys, and we had a lot of guys go to the NFL from that league, uh, it's really, to me, the, the truest form of coaching. So something I put my hat in, I work really hard. It's been 18 months in the, in the makes here for this and uh, just uh, totally excited about the opportunity. Well, we're excited for you. So I guess the XFL was not only impressed with your stint in the AAF, but also as the Wiregrass offensive coordinator with your son Rocco slinging the ball all over the yard. They must have been really impressed with those offensive totals, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's part of the equation. I think it's the vision of the league. This isn't the NFL. I mean, I think when I, you know, had these conversations with, uh, you know, the XFL and the, and the ownership about, what I can bring to the table is kind of a full gamut of experiences, you know, playing 12 years uh, in the NFL, uh, my experience with, you know, being a leader of men during my career, uh, you know, yeah, the, the work I've done from a coaching aspect over the last decade, as far as, you know, working with tight ends, being a tight end coach, uh, coaching in some of these college all-star games, but also just from a full development of, you know, players on and off the field. You know, people don't really know that I've worked with the NFLPA and the NFL Legends community for the last eight years, helping uh, transition players 
from retirement into the into the real world. So having all those kind of eggs in the basket is really something that full circle and and also my media career. I mean, I, I think that you know calling games is one thing, but the way I kind of went about my business in that in that world is you know studying the game, studying the coaches, meeting the coaches. You know, building relationships, uh, you know, understanding the, the college player in the game and, and watching coaches and, uh, you know, make good decisions and bad decisions. I've called over, you know, close to 200 games in my career. So I've seen a lot of football, not only as a player, but off the field as well. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's all of those things together that really makes this, you know, yeah, an out of the box hire, but for me, a unique opportunity and, and listen, man, you know, it, it won't be anything taken less serious than anything else I've done. I've got a great list of candidates uh, for my staff. I'm excited to put that staff together. And I promise you, it'll, it'll be some really good names and some really sharp, talented people to make this, uh, you know, a complete success for me. Anthony Beck is with us, one of the new XFL head coaches, former Buccaneer, 12 years in the NFL, broadcaster, obviously, long list of credentials, near and dear friend of the program. He's with us here on the Ronnie T. Crash program. So Rod Woodson, Heinz Ward, some of the other coaches that were named. So the question now begs is this, where are you going? Which team will you be coaching? Have you been given any indication as to what that team will be? Well, right now, that's news to be had here moving forward into the summer. Uh, the league is obviously working diligently to lock down the cities and make sure all the logistics are getting done. So, uh, you know, when they're ready to make those decisions and put out those cities, they will. I think there's been a lot of speculation, but I think right now, you know, they're, they're working hard to, to pick the best cities and obviously, you know, pair me up with one of those great uh, cities that they choose moving forward into the summer. Will Tampa Bay be an option? Is Tampa Bay going to get a team? Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, it'd be a great choice if, if that's one of the options on the table. Uh, obviously, they were part of that 2.0 uh, version of the XFL. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to hear the cities. I'm excited to see, you know, what leagues pick some of the great fan bases across the country. And, and uh, you know, hopefully Tampa is in the mix. But we'll, we'll see what the summer brings us here from ownership. Well, I certainly hope so. Zach wants to know. All right. Have you talked to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson? If you <laughs> well, you know, I, obviously the CEO uh, of, the, of, the, of the company is Danny Garcia, one of his business partners, uh, Jerry Cardinal and, and uh, Redbird Capital, also uh, uh, partners into this venture. And of course, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, Dwayne is a guy that uh, is uh, a figurehead for this league, an owner of this league. I have not spoken to him yet. We are all getting together in uh, this uh, <clears throat> coming week, and uh, we'll all be uh, kind of breaking bread, breaking down some of the ins and outs of the league. I'm looking forward to meeting him. It's it's surreal in, in a way, but I think it's really cool about you know why he got involved in this league, his vision. You know, here's a guy that was a, a highly recruited player, uh, wasn't able to kind of reach the pinnacle of the sport playing at Miami, and didn't really have a place uh, to kind of land spot him to kind of in, increase his, his abilities on the playing field. And this is a perfect league for him. This is one of the reasons why he got involved. But that meeting's happening, yeah, shortly. And uh, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome, great partnership, and, and look uh, to, to work closely with him to, to really increase his vision for this league moving forward with the fans. Would you say that this league is going to be fast and furious? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, with these spring leagues, obviously there's a, a tier of players 
that, uh, you know, you're, you're going to try to, you know, kind of bring in, develop. And, and it's always tough. Linemen, quarterbacks, everybody wants this, you know, this pop of, of excellence. But I think it's, it's a great opportunity for, for some guys that really just, you know, we just don't know about. And I think that's always the hidden value of these leagues is, wow, you can find some gems. And if they're coached up properly, you can put a great product on the field. So I'm looking, you know, when you're talking about Fast and Furious in general, I'm, I, that's what I'm looking for for my team. I, I want to be exciting. I want to score a lot of points. I want to play great defense. I want to have energy. And I want players that are out there knowing what to do, do it right, have great character. It's, it's a lot to combine and do and ask for. But, I mean, that's my job, and, and, and that's what I'll be persistent on doing for, for making my football team moving forward. Somehow, I missed this interview from approximately two weeks ago. I am glad I came across it because it has a few takeaways. The first being, it was an 18-month process for Coach Beck and the XFL to finally come together. Second, Coach Beck had a list of candidates for his potential staff prior to his hiring. Which is encouraging. It ensured he would surround himself with like-minded coaches and the league would not be forcing staff upon its coaches. He should be prepared and ready to hit the ground running at day one. Third, according to Coach Beck, upon his hiring, he did not have an assigned city. His response goes to show that the XFL are in the process of determining its 2023 markets. He mentioned the league had a targeted cities and are in the process of working out the logistics. I understand this creates an uneasy feeling within the fan base, but for me, this helps to ease any concerns I already have. This is evidence that the XFL never planned to have a true hub, like its competitor, the USFL. Their priority has been and continues to be playing in its namesake markets. Fourth, he intends to have a team of up-tempo and high-scoring while playing solid defense. I know it is easier said than done, but it is encouraging that he plans to play an exciting brand of football. Then, on May 2nd, XFL co-owner Danny Garcia posted an image to her Instagram account. The photo is from the head coaches and league executives meeting in Arlington, Texas. However, this picture has co-owners Danny Garcia and Dwayne The Rock Johnson holding footballs with the new XFL logo. This new football could likely be the new design for the upcoming 2023 season. Then, on May 4th, XFL Director of College and Pro Relations, C.J. Cavazos, continued his college visitations with stops at the University of Texas at El Paso and New Mexico State, where he met with head coaches and their programs to discuss how the XFL can help players reach the next level. These stops are obviously not for scouting, but an effort to plant seeds in the minds of coaches and players to create a foundation for years to come. I absolutely love this approach. I believe it can help cement a future for professional alternative football leagues. After all, winning over the hearts and minds of the entire ecosystem is important and can bridge the current gap in the football world. Then on May 5th, the XFL announced the hiring of Erica Muehlman as Senior Vice President of Team Services. Per the league's release, Muehlman will serve as a liaison between the league's business operations department, ticketing, communications, marketing, and content as well as eight teams to implement best business practices and create synergistic opportunities, while also curating each of the market's unique demands. She will manage day-to-day business operations for each of the XFL's eight teams, including developing a consultative model to optimize market inputs and executing growth strategies in local markets as the XFL prepares for its 2023 season. She will also implement and lead community-focused engagement initiatives to promote team and league awareness and build a unique fandom in each city. 
Once the season begins, Mealman will oversee day-to-day team activations, game day operations, and fan experience. The XFL Chiefs Marketing and Content Officer, Janet Doche, addressed Mealman's appointment with the following. Erica has extensive knowledge across corporate sponsorships, marketing, community engagement, and game day operations, all of which are critical as we continue to establish team roots in each of our local markets. Actively engaging our communities is a key priority for us, so together we can build a league that represents the fabric of each of our cities in which we play. I'm looking forward to working closely with Erica in developing strategies to optimize the growth of our teams. This is an important hire. Erica Muehlman not only has the experience that the XFL needs, but she will be also responsible for each of the league's teams establishing roots in their respective markets. Which should be music to the fan base's ears. Because this means there will not be a hub like the USFL is using in Birmingham. Also on May 5th, the XFL announced a series of player showcases. The league is partnering with the American National Combines to provide players with an opportunity to exhibit their skills in front of XFL coaches and personnel directors. Here are the six events. Washington, D.C. on June 17th. Florida on June 19th. Hawaii on June 25th. Invite only. HBCU on July 16th, invite only, Arizona on July 22nd, and Texas on July 24th. According to the league press release, each of the showcases are closed to the public. Player registration packages range from $250 to $210. If a player is a member of the XFL 53-player active roster during the regular or postseason, they will be reimbursed the $250 registration fee. This announcement is fantastic news and is loaded with information. First, we finally have actual dates and locations for the league showcases giving us legitimate football-related activities. Second, I love the mixture of invite-only and open showcases. This provides opportunities for serious players to register and display their skills in front of XFL coaches and staff members. Third, personally, I like the registration fee. It helps to weed out players who don't have a realistic shot at making a roster. This will help to ensure that quality players who are serious about pursuing a professional football career are given a chance. Fourth, unfortunately, there is not a showcase in the Northeast. This is evidence and likely confirmation of Mike Mitchell's reporting of the New York Guardians not returning in 2023. Lastly, the showcase in Hawaii seems a bit odd. Seeing it is invitation only, it could be designed for international players, with an eye on Australian, Japanese, and Samoan players. Also, on May 5th, XFL head coach Anthony Becht was a guest on WDAE's Beckles and Reacher show. His 40-minute segment wasted no time with Ian and Jay inquiring about Becht's new role with the XFL. Here is a clip from his interview. Welcome back to Beckles and Retcher. we got one hour left, so don't go anywhere. Now let's do this. Yeah, we are blessed to have the great Anthony Becht. In studio for the next hour, AAA five four six four six twenty. For anybody who wants to participate, he's wearing his uh, XFL I'm so golf excited. shirt. Four um, X, if you have an extra one, um, I now, can make that happen. Let's make that happen. I was going to bring some stuff, but you know we're so low quantity early until yeah, they start announcing. Want to stuff. hear about what you were going to bring, Anthony? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we like people coming with bushels. Exactly. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad for me. I was thinking about it though. I it's just a, I couldn't figure it get it done. So. Now the XFL is something. <laughs> That has been here, done that. It was yeah. tried before, didn't quite work yep. for whatever reasons, doesn't matter. But I'm going to start with this, okay? Just the coaches. Reggie Barlow, Anthony Beck, Terrell Buckley, Jim Hazlitt, Wade Phillips, Bob Stoops, Heinz Ward, and Rod Woodson. Clearly, 
they thought that it was important to have good yeah. people at, at the helm, clearly. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great blend, a great mix. I think the number one thing going into the process is ownership and, you know, Russ Brandon, the pro- uh, president, and some of the guys on the football side were like, look, we didn't want to retread tires with a lot mm-hmm. of coaches. And I agree. I, there's a lot of great coaches out there that have done a lot of great things over the course of their career. But I think if you just start loading up these leagues with that, you start losing a little bit of the development of the coaching side, too. So uh, I think, you know, Stoops, obviously, and Wade, they're, they're great guys. They're great coaches. They're going to put together great staff. They're good for the league. They're good name guys. Uh, and then you start getting in some of these players. I mean, you know, got some Hall of Fame players, got guys that played a long time, got guys that have been coaching at college or, or the NFL level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got guys like me. And I I think, you know, when you're looking at it, like what a lot of people ask me, this, like, how do you get that? Like, how do you get in the middle? I said, well, listen, I said, you know, my career, I played 12 years in the league, right? So got a lot of information, five different organizations, seven different head coaches, right, that I played under. And I remember a lot of the information, a lot of situations, obviously, that I was in number one. Number two, I also, you know, I have done some coaching. I've coached in the AF in the spring. I've trained a bunch of guys, tight ends, coached in all-star games, collegiate all-star games the last six or seven years. I learned a lot under guys like Marvin Lewis and, and Mike Martz on the coaching side, and I really did draw into those guys and learn. But it's also, there's the other part of it that I think that I was selling this vision to them is, you know, look, I've been covering college for eight years, you know, making those decisions those coaches have to make on the field in my in my prep for the games. I prep for understanding the players. I got a meticulous notes on you know kind of the scouting of the players because i do the nfl side so it's yeah. always that nice to have that that counter on the other end and then also i was talking with, with uh you know ian about me- mentoring guys from retirement into the the next level into the afterlife of the uh from the nfl so again it's it's kind of that hodgepodge of different things to put together that they really liked. And I'm excited about it. I love developing. You know, we all have our personalities when we're around different people. When I'm coaching, I get fired up. I love it. It's fun. And I'm going to have an awesome staff put together, and I can't wait for us to kind of, you know, get rolling for the season. I think you're, when I saw this, I, we both agree, like, that'll work. That's what people say. Like, all right, this is going to be the third iteration of the yeah, XFL. Well, yep. So what's going to be different about this one? How is it going to be sustained? I'm sure that's a question you get a lot. No, it is. I mean, uh, I think, number one, ownership's got to be great. You know, yeah. anytime you got DJ, The Rock, John, I mean, this guy is a stud, right? So he brings that persona for the league. He's got Danny Garcia, his former wife, who's done a ton of things in the business side. She's a great entrepreneur. You know, she's going to be on the football. She is the commissioner of the league. And then Redbird Capital, to me, is the key. You know, you look at the industry and you look at some of these other leagues and who was involved and who was funding it. You know, the AAF had a bunch of, you know, just this almost like, you know, the the Fire Island kind of guy, you know, running the thing. And they actually made a a movie about the whole thing, documentary. But Redbird Capital is like a legit venture capital uh, company that, you know, they don't lose on a lot of stuff. And when they go into a lot of stuff, they win big. The, the, the question is, okay, it's all about the early spending. You want to do it right because they want to do the right thing for the for the players. They want to make sure we have good practice facilities. They want to make sure the experience is great. You know, all these things that they're trying to do and then logistically making the right decision so that this thing can last. They got great vision. We had some meetings in Dallas with the other uh, coaches and ownership. Got to meet, uh, you know, DJ for the first time. Awesome great dude, pitch. man. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize, you know, I had a couple inches on him. I was, I was thinking about, you know, he's going to be eye to eye with me, but the dude's yoked up, obviously. But he's awesomely, he's very passionate about this. He, you know, very... Uh, he's taller than you? No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not taller than me. But he he, uh, he looks better. In, he looks better in his dress shirt, though. He does. He no. He he looks good, man. He's, he's got the chest bumps coming out, and everything's tight. Everything's pretty much tight on him. I used hey, to text, do that back in the day. right now if you're surprised. That's where Ian took the conversation. <laughs> hey, who looks better in a dress shirt than The Rock? Give yeah. me one person in on the entire planet. 
I got till February to get it right. So I'll come back. I'll come back before I leave. And then I've seen this guy. I'll get there. Weight transfer. I'll get there. I mean, it's off season for me right now. In all due respect, I got my money on the rock, and I'll do. There's no doubt. That's a good bet. Like he, like Jay did. Put your money in the right place. Now, are there going to be differences in the rules from the last time? There was some cockamamie rules that some worked, some didn't. What's going to be a difference between last time and this time? Oh, I'd say most of the rules will be NFL rules. Okay, we are going to tweak some things to try to make the game exciting. I think those areas are special teams. Number one. Uh, two would be uh, an area of overtime, you know, when you get yeah. there, how that's going to be, and then how you can score after a touchdown. So those things are still progressing. Dean Blandino's head of uh, oh, of rules, and he's on boards. He's he's great. Uh, Long Island guy as well. So, uh, you know, look, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. And uh, listen, uh, the hirings, the announcements, the cities, the logos, all that stuff's coming out. And uh, when it does, it's going to be it's going to be fun to, you know, kind of get the buzz going as we get ready for February 2023. Yeah, let us know, man. We'll bring you on. Yeah, we'll no do doubt. This again, and we'll uh, definitely uh, use this platform Absolutely. to promote it. Yeah, we for sure. See, we want to see you succeed. We want to see this. Succeed. We talked about him last time. Yeah, of course. We were one of few. You know, we we talked about him and wasn't a whole lot to talk about. There wasn't a lot to talk about. Like, they were bad. Well, I mean, you're talking Wait. about the local team? That yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Uh, were, Tressman was the coach. Yeah, right? Mark Tressman. Wasn't pretty. No, I mean, they played three games. CFL success. It was three games. I mean, the most popular thing about it was us doing. I think they got five in. They got five in. Clinton Flowers on the team. That was a huge thing. Not that huge. Huge is probably not the best word. But I think that's the big thing about the lead is, yeah, the sustainability, but the level of competition. And is there, I mean, I know it's still early in the process, but working with the NFL scheduling, is there anything that you can tell us? So you don't want to work against the NFL, right? So there is a synergy. You saw a couple announcements uh, that they put in technology, innovations, rules, officiating, all those things early on to kind of just start that relationship. Uh, I would say, you know, just in general, the XFL is not looking to do anything that they're leaning on the NFL to help them. Yeah. It's just all about how can we help them moving forward. So I that'll like be that. that'll be part of the process. Also, you know, from the pool of players, everybody's kind of like, where are these guys coming from? Well, you're going to have the 90 guys that are in NFL camps, and they're going to keep their 53 plus another 16, which has increased their practice squad. Because that's how they feel like they don't, you know, maybe need it developmentally. Because, well, we extend it to 16. Well, that's right. You get to work with these extra 16 guys, but the things that these 16 guys don't get are the live game reps. They don't yeah. get in the games. They don't go in front of fans. They don't get under the lights, under the pressure. So that's why these leagues, I think, are so important. So there's going to be those 21 players over those 30, uh, the 30, you know, all the 32 teams. And, you know, that's about 600 plus guys. And then the guys that didn't get drafted, didn't get on a um, coming out of college, that didn't get on a practice squad or undrafted free agent contract there'll be a, a pool of those guys and then of course we have the announced i believe today the showcases that they're going to have throughout the summer i got a list here real quick i'll just run off uh, um so june let's see uh june 17th they will be in uh washington dc uh june 19th they'll be down at img academy in florida the That's 25th big. of june they'll be in hawaii obviously uh, the Samoan blood and, and getting the uh, you know the rock down that area. He's got there's a ton of talent that comes out of there. Uh, there'll be an HBCU showcase at Jackson State, which is phenomenal in July. Arizona State, July 22nd, and then over in Texas, uh, Arlington, Texas, at Choctaw Stadium uh, for that final one. So again, now you'll have those other invite guys. They'll get invited. Uh, they'll pay. They'll get their money back if they make the league. And, you know, you're talking maybe 100 extra guys there, 600 guys that, you know, now you're talking about over 1,100 players. Now, look, they're not elite NFL yeah, guys, but, still. 
you know, there, there's some hungry players out there. I like yeah, that. There's some I, hungry I, players I, out there. From what you're saying, I like so much about that mm-hmm. more than any other league that's win against, or not win against, but just outside of the NFL. Just thinking about this, talking to my dad today. If the NFL is the most popular entity in sports in this entire country, by far, the fact that there hasn't been another, you know, the USFL is on no disrespect to them, but we haven't mentioned it one time on this show. There's got to be some kind of, as you said, the word's perfect synergy. Mm. If you tell me that this guy's playing for Anthony Beck and then boom, he has a great six weeks and then eventually boom, he's playing for the Cowboys and then Monday night football, he catches the game winning touchdown. It's like, wow. The XFL really can be that jumping point to the NFL because that's what I, I think people would like football, but mm-hmm. it needs to make sense. I'm gonna say this, and I said this before the XFL even came about. I said the only reason, the only way for a league to succeed is it for, for it to not be the NFL and not yeah. try to be the NFL. Right. That's the reason why the arena football lasted for so long. Mm-hmm. It was a different product, and I worked for them for a little bit. Yep. But you know, the the XFL to me. I think it needs to be in cahoots with the NFL no to where question. the NFL says, yeah. we're getting Agreed. some players from you. We can utilize you. I think that's the only way that's going to be, la- it's going to last. I agree. Is that something no Rock, Rock is embracing? Well, yeah, because he was one of those guys. I mean, when Sap hit, hit the, the ground running in Miami, <laughs> it was basically like game over yeah. for, for, for Dwayne. So, you know, he's adding about like, I was that 54th guy. I couldn't make the team. And he went to the, I think, CFL for a minute mm-hmm. and it didn't last for him, but he didn't have that league to really develop and, and maybe take that next step. I mean, clearly he's done well for himself outside the game of football. Okay. Okay. But in that moment, you know, that was something that he, he's driven. He was driven to be, he wanted to be a football player. That's what he wanted to do. So there's something in his heart about this and you know i just don't do we know a lot of things the rock has done and he's failed at <laughs> even his bad movies are good you know you go back and watch them so uh it's it's going to be fun just kind of you know going out there and and doing my thing but also selling that vision and brand of the league and i think it's going to be great and uh you know once they start announcing the tv deals in the cities it's going to be pretty exciting there's some interesting cities obviously they'll get popped out there they're going to be really fired up about it and uh, can't wait till those announcements come yeah i can't wait to talk about it as well all right let's I am loving the connection Becht has with the WDAE and its programming. It is a fantastic outlet and an opportunity for the XL fan base to receive information. There are a few interesting nuggets from this interview. First, after three plus weeks into the job, Becht is still putting together his staff. Second, Becht claims most of the rules will be National Football League rules, which contrasts what Dean Blandino said on the show a few episodes ago. Dean said they plan on changing little from what we saw in 2020. Third, the XFL is not leaning on the National Football League for help, yet the XFL is focused on being a resource for the National Football League. Fourth, the Cities and Teams announcement is coming this summer. Then, on May 6th, former D.C. Defenders defensive tackle, Devonta Lampkin, was killed in a shooting at a Dallas Airbnb. He was selected in Phase 5 of the 2019 XFL Open Draft. Lampkin also had stints with the Baltimore Ravens and Tennessee Titans of the National Football League, as well as the Massachusetts Pirates of the National Arena League. Lampkin was 25 years old. Also, on May 6, XFL co-owner Danny Garcia posted on her social media accounts an image with the following caption. Good morning, Orlando. Many among the fan base and in the alternative football community believe her post is directly related to the Tampa Bay Vipers relocation to Orlando. If you recall a few episodes back, when Mike Mitchell was a guest on the show, he mentioned his sources claimed that Tampa was out and Orlando was in play. 
We should brace ourselves for an Orlando franchise in the potential of a Rage Revival or perhaps the Orlando Vipers or generic Florida Vipers and maybe even a complete rebranding for the team. Also, on May 6th, the Canadian Football League announced former D.C. Defenders quarterback Cardell Jones had signed with the Edmonton Elks. Jones signing north of the border essentially removes him from consideration for an XFL return in 2023. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform of choice. One last thing. If you're interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retros by 503 Sports, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL, or 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.